Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR. We got a great show for you today. You can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com. You can hear many of our podcasts, and we covered Mindhunter. We got old Lost podcasts over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash DVR. If you are a listener to America Crime Story um, Impeachment, welcome to a regular show where me and my best buddy Heath Solo talk about TV and film. He's here that's what we're doing today. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We're just going to go through a list. Have fun. How you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic, Mr. Folo. It's great to be here. Back from London. Oh, wait, I didn't go to London, but I watched your Jets play in London. Uh, I felt like I was there. I wanted some crumpets, you know, a little tea. But yeah, no, I'm doing, doing well. I'm excited. Uh, it's I'm full fledged into Halloween season, and uh, I'm 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 ready to enjoy the holidays this year, for once. Yeah, because you know, you know, because like, yeah, the COVID year that was kind of weird, and then I don't know, it just you didn't know is things going to get worse? What's going on? We had the election, all that stuff, but now I feel relaxed. I don't have to travel this holiday season, so. I'm just I'm just trying to enjoy the elements of life. Yeah. I am right there with you. I am definitely getting into Halloween this year as I hadn't done in the past. I made a really cool little Lego Halloween scene with a cemetery and I've been oh, sharing nice. that. Yeah, I've been showing it to the local kids when they walk by the house on their way home from school and you know, man, I feel the same way. It's it's been a tough couple years and a tough, I don't know, gosh, it's almost, I feel like a decade of, uh, well, about five or six years. So a lot of people arguing and fighting and just time to watch some fun TV and just have some, enjoy the human beings. COVID should make you realize how much you love other people. You know what I mean? Like how much you or, or get annoyed by them. <laughs> exactly. That's unfortunately yeah. what it's done mostly. Uh, but, you know, you're know. right though. You're right. Yeah. We've, unfortunately we've seen a lot of our, 
our fellow Americans have a lot of crazy ideas over the past couple of years. And it's made a person like me, who's like a pot smoking hippie conspiracy alien guy, feel like I'm a total normie. Like I should be wearing a suit with a tie or something because I'm the one saying, no, this is suit and tie, suit and tie, suit and tie. It's uh, my friend, uh, my friend who uh, in college, we had a lot of fun together. Lou? Uh, No, not not Lou. This is a different guy. His name's Matt. He was a drummer. He had a great. Matt Murdoch? Oh. Drummer? Well, (laughs) it's Matt. Well, let's see. No, they're very different people. Um, okay, okay. But they could be in a band together, though. They could be. Yeah, we a power band. The, the Rutgers, St. Louis. The St. Louis Bluesard Blues Band. I can't remember what the name of that band was that Matt was in. Um, but he had a, a Facebook post where he's like, I will never forgive Americans for making me stand up for the government <laughs> in my <laughs> life. Because I have never done it before. Um, but yeah, it's been a year, dude. But, you know, it's Halloween. We're having fun. And speaking of Halloween, did you get a chance to watch Halloween Kills? Not yet. Okay. No. Um, I think what um, basically I realized, especially October is my favorite. It's the best sports month of the year. I'm watching a lot more sports than I am TV and film, but I'm still trying to get it in. So I think ne- next, well, next weekend, because uh, Lady Solo's still in, in finishing her last year of school, so she's been really busy. We're definitely going to go see Bond next weekend. Uh, but we I, we, I don't know. I, I want to see Halloween Kills Halloween weekend as well. Um, but, you know, I wanted to watch Dune. I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch Dune. It's just been so crazy, uh, so I'm a little behind. But I want to see it because I'm a big Halloween Michael Myers fan. So now you saw it, right? I saw it. I saw both Halloween Kills and Dune, and I don't want to spoil you, so I will give you very quick review of each. Okay, I, I'll be honest. I've never even seen the original Dune, so I don't even know what it's about. Um, you know, at all, it's hard to spoil Dune. Um, there's certain things, certain plot points you could spoil, but I mean, basically if you've seen Avatar, you've seen Dune. If you, it's, it's a very, and Dune itself is it, it for how complicated the world is, right? And the, our um, world or the Dune world, the Dune world. Oh, okay. Okay. Both okay, actually okay. Um, okay, okay. for how complicated and in depth, the world creation is the story of Dune is so simple. It is like the most simple plot ever. And that's what I think throws people because a lot of people, even in the review, they're like, I'm, I wasn't quite sure what, what, uh, what the plot was. I mean, what was happening? What was happening? It's like the most simple thing ever. And I, like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but if you've seen the original or if you know, it's just basically, it's like Avatar. It's people coming to a world that had been used for its resources and they are trying to come there with the idea of actually helping the people. And that plan is upended. Very, that's basically the whole story. And, um, but this version, I have to say. My review would be, 
if you're not a sci-fi fan, if you're not super into Dune or whatever, don't worry about it because this is not a very hard film to watch. I don't think it's very complicated. It's it, the 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 cinematography and the outfits, the production design is amazing. It's fantastic. I think it sweeps you away. It's a bit long. It is meandering for those mm-hmm. who aren't kind of in, who don't get sucked away into it. But generally speaking, I think that Villeneuve, the director, oh. has really simplified the story and made it incredibly watchable and easily digestible to the general audience. And for that, I have to give him credit. Well, at the same time, it's very artistic. So I think it's that rare movie where it is both artsy and cultish, but also incredibly engaging and easy. The cost of entry is very low. It's, I don't think it's going to, I don't think there's going to be many people who are confused by it at all. Whereas the original version, which tried too hard to be like the books, like what, like was kind of hard to get, what the hell's going on here? But this one just spells it out for you. So I think everybody's going to love it. Awesome. I don't, I mean, that Jason Momoa is great. Timothy Chalamet is great. A lot of people are saying that he was miscast because the role of Paul Atreides is supposed to be this warrior, but no, he's not actually. You're supposed to see him grow into that. This is only one half of one book. So he becomes this kind of warrior leader guy, but you're just like Michael Corleone. It, that you are that's the exact same thing. Dune is so archetypical. It's so um, power of myth, Joseph Campbell, like it goes boom, 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 like hero, you know, uh, pushed out of his society. Well, it's like, it's really very typical stuff. And I don't think people are gonna, I think this is going to be a huge hit and we'll see the sequels and all that kind of stuff. That's my Dune cool. review. Nice. Good yeah. review. So I think you'll enjoy it, Solo, because I know you love sci-fi and I know you love a thinking story, but I know you also appreciate, as an actor yourself, something that allows the audience to kind of relax a little mm-hmm. and like feel like you're in the world and not sit there going like, what the fuck is happening now? Um, yeah, I, li- I like to do that. I like, you know, there's certain times, especially like going in because I, you know, I have. I own the original Dune. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> and we're going to probably watch the new one first, then what, go back and watch the, the old one. Uh, but um, I kind of like, sometimes I just like to get lost into a world and yeah. it, shit doesn't have to happen like every five seconds. I, I do that. Sometimes you need something like that. Cause there's everything so fast paced nowadays. I like a nice slow burn or to, to get to know the characters, get to know the world. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. And my review for Halloween Kills is very similar. Um, I I thought the first movie, I, I have to go back and rewatch it. I said I didn't like it on the Facebook page. You said, hey, Foley, I really liked it. And I said, you know what? <laughs> well, 
I got to rethink my, I got to rethink this. Maybe I was taking it too hard. Maybe my expectations were too high because I love David Gordon Green and I, I love the whole crew that's involved with this. Um, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go into this watching this Halloween kills. I'm going to try to have a little bit more fun. And you know what? It's a very fun movie. It's ridiculous in many ways. Of course. Of course. Exactly. It may, it doesn't make much sense at all. But you know what? It's really fun. And especially Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> he, he steals the movie. He really does. He steals the oh, fucking awesome. movie. He's not even in see, it that much. See, this is the thing with Halloween. You, the first Halloween was kind of like a you know low independent work of art. It yep. was new. It was interesting. I am a fan of Halloween too. Um, it's a, basically a continuation of the first Halloween. A lot of people don't like it. I, I really like Halloween too. But and then of course, as you know, uh, the genre of slasher films just got ridiculous. Okay, and and. You either hate, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're so stupid. Well, they are, but you know what you're going into. Like, I just want to see Michael Myers kill people, then it, mm -hmm. then kill, then get rid of them, and then he'll come back. I, I just, I just enjoy it for whatever. It's my reality TV, my, you know, guilty pleasure kind of thing. Uh, and with the new Halloween, like the first Halloween when they rebooted it, and they basically, basically said Halloween two through resurrection are obsolete <laughs> they don't exist in this timeline but I, I liked the first one because it kept it simple it was it, it was almost like a great sequel for 40 years later they kept it in the hometown i mean they usually do that but i mean it just felt like it was simple there was a little bit of character with you know jamie lee curtis there yeah. but like it just they kept it simple and I kind of, it was like, I was in the mood for just, let's just do that and get back to the first two, the way they worked. Even though I do like Halloween 4 a lot, um, even though, again, there's nothing new. There's nothing, there really isn't anything uh, that they're going to do differently. It's just years later, a little better writing and some better effects. Yeah. You know, better, it, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's almost like rebranding it, bringing it back for a younger generation to enjoy. And, you know, so that's kind of how I see it. I, I, you know, I'm not going to go into it and be like, oh my God, it was the best Halloween. Like when they rebooted Friday the 13th, like I liked that one. And then nothing, they just, it felt, I don't know. It just, it felt like for that time, it felt better. The new Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel, that one. You know, I enjoyed those because I was so used to flat out cheese and crackers. And now it's just like a salad with a little cheese sprinkled on yeah, top, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just it, they were shot better and stuff. So, you know, they, they is it is what it is, you know, and and, it, and once you go into it that way, I mean, just because I like it and you didn't like it, I mean, to me, I didn't think it, Halloween's your type of really movies. I think you'd probably like the first one, yeah, you know, because it's. You know, and then kind of the rest or whatever. I actually, you know what, Solo? I liked, which was the one where Donald Pleasance was much more involved. Was it 
two or three and they got into some kind of like supernatural backstory. That's, is that three? I believe that's three season of the witch where Michael Myers isn't in it. Okay. Is that the I one liked you- that one. Yeah. I actually liked that because they were trying to, they were actually trying to copy a different kind of supernatural thriller that was popular at the time. Right. Remember right. where it was more like, the spirits or like the occult was involved with Michael yeah. Myers, you know, but you're absolutely right, man. What they've done with this new series actually made me, I didn't really get it. I have to admit. And you know, how many different freaking series are there now where we have to remember, did they erase that one or is it this one? (laughs) So I got to be honest with you, Solo. I didn't really understand that they were doing away with the other ones. or I didn't know what the, like how the fuck am I supposed to know? You know what I mean? Well, this is, yeah, this is the thing. If you, if you're not with the series, just in a nutshell, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Strode. (laughs) I can't remember Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Laurie Strode. Yeah. Laurie Strode. She, you know, she she's around, um, you know, in the first two, they do season of the witch and then four comes out and she's in heaven, but she has a daughter and the, the, the next two Wait, films are, are heaven? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, they don't say she died. They say oh. mommy's and mommy and daddy are in heaven. Oh, okay. I understand. That's like, <laughs> that's why I said okay. it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's why I said it. And Michael Myers comes back to kill his niece. And that's uh, Dan- Danielle Harris, her okay. like one of her first roles. And then, and then it goes on from there. And then that there's, a, so there's, that's four five. And I don't know if, I can't remember because I don't want to spoil four if people haven't seen it in a while because the ending's really fucking good. Um, and then five and then six. And then they stopped. And then they brought H2O where Jamie Lee Curtis character was alive. And that's what Josh Hartnett and LL Cool J. And they really kind of, you know, brought it back a little bit in the early 2000s. I was like, okay, cool. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. So they kind of erased four, five, and six, essentially. And then in Halloween Resurrection, it was more of like a reality, like real-time show. They go to the Michael Myers house, and then he's there killing people. But in the first scene, because Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to do it or something, they, she did one scene, and she got her head chopped off. So she died again. <laughs> and then now they brought back you know, the Halloween and Halloween Kills. It basically erased all that, and it basically takes place, I believe, after the first Halloween, maybe the second Halloween. I don't know if they erased that one. But so, yeah, it, 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 I guess because maybe John Carpenter wasn't involved after two or three. Um, and so for, for him getting involved, he's probably was like, I'll, I'll get involved producing whatever. I don't know if he wrote or anything. I know he was involved. I know Blumhouse approached him. That's the reason why they went ahead with it. Um, and so they probably said, all right, we're just erasing it, which it doesn't bother me, but I, I wish it was consistent. Uh, yeah, but then we then, then we wouldn't have Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yeah, I understand <laughs> what you said, but I it did kind of make my head spin a little bit. Yes, while yeah. you were talking, but I can. <laughs> well, I usually I, do that. I too. can see. I can suspend my disbelief. I could. I went into this one and I said, I found that out, and I said, okay, fine. So basically, 
Halloween happened. Then I watched the last one. Now I'm watching this one. That's all that ever happened. And I can do that. And in doing so, and I would, I think it behooves you to just kind of erase your memory and just remember, just let yourself remember only the original and the last one. And the, and one of the reasons why is interesting too, is a good portion of this movie is flashbacks to the original Halloween night. Right. So they recreate them actually capturing him, which they never showed you and like all this other kind of stuff. Um, and that plays into the plot of course, as well in present day, they bring back other people. But like I said, really Jamie Lee Curtis does not have a huge role in the movie. Michael, um, um, Michael Anthony Hall. Is that his name again? I, all these people. No, Michael Anthony is Van Halen. Uh, Anthony Michael Michael Hall. Hall. (laughs) Not Michael Anthony, not Panama. Um, man, you know, there's only one Van Halen and that's with David Lee Roth, you know? That's just the way it is for me. Uh, you know what? No, that's how I used to. Fan. That's how I used to be. But in hanging out with Glenn for years, and he's a big Sammy oh. fan. Oh, and and my friend Art, who's a musician, like the Hay, like he's the David Lee Roth kid, but also the Hagar. Like if you just that music is really good though, they dude. Did. Like yeah, they got more serious. Seven Seal, yes. like it, okay. it's a different type. It is it is fantastic. So um, we grew up with David Lee Roth, and it was a little weird. Sammy Hagar can't yeah. drive fifty five. But as I got to uh, to learn more about Sammy Hagar and really, um, you know, listen more and take it in, I'm realizing like I love them both. You know, so it's wow. it, it, yeah, it's it, but 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 I believe it's the Seventh Seal that album or Pound Cake, whatever album that Pound is. It's, well, I'll it's never so forget good. Diamond Dave. My doctor said I have to take a laxative. You remember that? <laughs> the uh, yes. Just a Gigolo commercial? Anytime oh, I was in like, Rite Aid or I'm waiting online, I always think that Diamond Dave is going to pop up behind me and like start singing Just a Gigolo. Um, but anyway, never, I, I, anyway, I enjoyed Halloween Kills. I would say definitely it's a Saturday night fun watch with the wife gal guy whatever you desire your friend a relative a dog it's a it is fun it is ridiculous but i i'll also say in the flashbacks david gordon green does a very good job of mimicking john carpenter's directing style which i think a lot of people don't give john carpenter credit they give him credit for his subject matter and for the um, themes, the really important mm-hmm. social themes that he got into the movies. But um, I think that he was a very good at framing and at straight cutting. And the way that he does that and creates fear uh, through allowing motion in the frame instead of moving the camera, which is something that I think right. is important is really awesome and i noticed that right away and i'm like shit man he really watched that original movie like so i'm gonna go back and watch the first one again just for fun um but it's good and and by the way you don't really even have to watch the first one because they literally tell you everything that they're like within the first five minutes they tell you 
what happened. <laughs> yeah, and plus this is going to be a trilogy. There's another one coming out, so it's. I guess they're setting it up for the third, the third one. So, um, that's the rumor on the street. That's the rumor. So I got to ask you. Oh, I okay. Bring... I'm trying to get to something. I know, but this is. I knew. I knew it. Me. I'm doing this on purpose. I'm doing it on purpose because so I. You're wa- a son of a bitch. I just. I want it. I have one more thing. One more thing. Because geez. this is either going to. You listen me... to Axel Foley live. <laughs> this is either going to make you laugh, or you're okay, going to be okay. like, no, and you're going to go on to your thing. Okay, I had to get it. Okay. In. Okay. Have okay. you watched <laughs> La Brea yet? <laughs> you're. You're very. See. I wanted to say, let's talk about the saber tooth in the room. And, <laughs> and that was going to be my. I knew it. You stealing I, my. Th- why are you stealing my thunder? Oh, shit. I knew it was going to be. Yeah, so, I, so you're thunder and I'm lightning, I guess now. <laughs> okay. Yes, Axel. You know me too well. I've been bottling this up for almost a month now. Um, yes, I. I haven't seen this week's, but me and Lady Solo are watching it. Um, Have you, okay, first question for you. Have you watched any of it? I've watched every single episode. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. Very good. I haven't seen, I guess, this past week's I haven't watched yet. Um, But, okay. (laughs) Axel, let me take a breath. (sighs) Okay. Lost has ruined in a well in a good and a bad way my life. Okay. Because any show, okay, there's shows that like we had Flash Forward, Manifest, they're lost. I mean, well, Flash Forward was a book, so I'm not gonna go heavy on Flash Forward. We just I just wanted it to be the next loss that yeah. we got crazy about. Uh Manifest is was I, I just I couldn't do it. It it just is too it was losty with the, you know, with the plane and everything. And then it just didn't do it for me. La Brea. Soon as it starts, I go, oh, my God. All right. There's a is it a lost ripoff or an homage to lost? So I'm just going to rattle off a few things. It's so tough because I'm trying to not go through it and not come and not be like, well, lost did that. Lost did that. Lost did that. Then in like the first 10 minutes, they go. We're in an episode of Lost, it feels like. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. But, it, you know, it's a cool concept. I like I like some of the characters. I love Natalie Zaya because she was in Justified. I'm a big fan of hers. John Sade I've always liked. But, like, the fact that, okay, you know, heroin, saber-toothed tigers, um, I mean, the whole heroin thing, the in the, in two episodes ago, know, dude, it's too much. I fucking lost. I lost it. No pun intended. Backpacks, going to look for things, caves, finding a dead person. Um, you know, just, you know, Oh, I'm a doctor. Uh, that how convenient. Great. Um, it just, you have your Hurley type character. It was now, you know, instead of, you know, Latin is, uh, Indian, um, you, you ha- it's just like you have potential, you have a love triangle, even though it's away from, you have flashes, you have your f- flashbacks. And uh, it it's very hard for me to get through this without being like, could you do things a little differently? I could, know. do you have to use heroin? 
I mean, do you realize Boone and, and Jack was trying to say he was using heroin? To, I mean, I, are you kidding me? How could how could they let this happen? Yeah, it's um, I and, and not and and also stealing one of the greatest plots of twenty four when Jack's daughter was being chased by a cougar. <laughs> and I'm going to get to that later in the pod, but also also. Right at the beginning of the pilot episode, having the actress who played Cindy, yes. the flight attendant oh, from Los, she was the she was like the admiral or whatever the Air Force thing. Yeah. I'm like, could you, could you, could you rip this off anymore? It was. I mean, yeah, dude, I know, and I, I get it, right? Because they know what they're making, right? They know it's gonna that they're they're doing kind of like a network loss type show. But right. The thing I don't get is. It's been so long, even since Lost was off the air, that if you're going to do something like that and you know that you're getting lost people to watch the show, right? And that's the reason kind of why you're doing it. You know that Lost tapped into a general kind of group of people who is always going to tune in to the new fringy losty sci-fi fantastical like weird culty story terra earth or whatever terra nova you know what i mean like they know we like this shit so why don't you maybe do it good maybe and do it differently don't yeah and don't feed us the same stuff it's annoying like when they did the first loss drop the first episode i thought okay you know what Maybe they know lost people are going to watch. They're going to do something really crazy in the next episode and make me want to watch. But then it was just like, we've got to drain liquid out of my dad's back or something. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. And I'm like, man. angel hair pasta? Yeah, it was. And it's, and the, and, yeah, the and it's like, breathe. It was, I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. The angel hair pasta. <laughs> right, it's the same shit. I didn't even realize that. It's, and like and like the breathe, like the fear <clears> in, <throat> like before it was like count to five with you know Kate, of course, and then they're in that bus, and it's just like the plane plane where Greg Grunberg gets taken away by the smoke monster. Every time I hear noise in the bushes, I'm waiting for the smoke monster to come or something. You know, it's 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 one thing to pay homage and to have something similar. Okay, so you're in. Current LA, you go down the sinkhole, you're in the past. Okay. That, you know, all right, keep that's fine. You get you get there's only so much you can do. That that's pretty that's interesting. But don't steal every at least make the heroin meth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do so, I mean oh, okay. it, it's just there's too many deep, deep similarities that like can't you get creative yourself? Yeah, dude. It's t- okay, listen, this is funny because as you, as we are talking, I happen to see on my screen, I'm in a, uh, a Facebook group called Dharma Chrono- Chronological Lost. So basically, this guy remade Lost chronologically. Um, mm-hmm. And you can go online and you can actually join this Facebook group and download the uh, the 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 new video files he made. It's basically like the whole show in order. And now, is that the same? Because Wendy and Anna did a whole podcast, Lost in yep, Order. Is it the it. same? It's following That's the that. dude. Yep. It's following this, what this guy did. 
Um, that's what they used. Thank you. You're right. Um, and 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 someone put checking out a new show. It's pretty groovy. A few parallels to Lost. In fact, in the first episode, one of the guys actually says something like, I feel like I'm in an episode of Lost. It's called La Brea. So here are the comments, okay? They stole so much from Lost. Under the Dome was a good show, too. Oh, my God. These people need, oh to, be, God. These people need to be helped with, with medication. Um. Plot twist. This is a funny one. Plot twist. In contrast to Lost, it'll be revealed that the people on La Brea actually were dead the whole time. Um, oh, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> this show is so bad. It steals so much from Lost and it does it so blatantly. Oh, that's me. I did it. Okay. Um, there have been many attempts to capture the mystery and magic that Lost, but they have failed again. Um mostly everybody is saying the same thing we're saying the acting CGI is bad I tried I tried so basically 47 people in in a day on this one little lost group already watched this show people are probably watching it and it just like here our plea people if you're gonna make a show and you're gonna copy lost maybe I don't know make it good Make it make make it characters that people can care about. Maybe make a fun. Maybe sit for fifteen minutes and write out the mythology. So when you're on episode four, you're not already burning plot that you don't have. You know, I don't know. Just a few because you're gonna get people to watch yeah. it. Like me and you are always gonna watch this show, right? Well, uh, I mean, I'm gonna try know, it. We're always gonna try the first episode. Yeah, we're always gonna try. I pro- I will. Uh, am I hate? I'm trying to figure out why am I watching it, and why I couldn't watch Manifest other than it being you know a rough show is you know the actors and characters I didn't I I, I just didn't I'm not gonna say I didn't like but it just I I I, I didn't like <laughs> okay um, and with La Brea I do like. A couple of the a few of the actors I really like um and so I was like that's what drew me kind of like when lost the only one I knew Matthew Fox I'm like oh cool party of five dude you know not knowing how crazy he would get later in life and how much of a he was but um you know but we you know when you look at lost I mean the caliber of actor in that show I mean you had you know I mean, you had Daniel Day Kim, who was on on the rise and, you know, it's just like Josh Holloway, who was 35 and kind of never really did it, you know, did low rent movies and, you know, Angel and Texas Ranger. But he comes on and he's like, wait, this dude's good. He's really good. I mean, they went against the norm. They were going to go New York fast trucker. They went more Southern con man. Um, And he's just in the, you know, Jorge Garcia. I mean, the list goes on and on the caliber of actors. La Brea. Um, has the potential to have some of those, but like the the mother, do you, who, the actress who plays the mother, who's the cop, who with her son from Louisiana, who's, they're trying to make Sawyer. Um, like I'm trying to figure out, is she a good actor or is she just, uh, you know, it, it's just something doesn't fit with her. Like you know, so there's so many things that I'm just like I don't know where. Unfortunately, what lost. I mean, J.J. Abrams behind it, uh, of course, and Damon and the crew. But like, 
it, it just felt like the act, the actors, I, I mean, were just so much, they went above and beyond to get really good actors where nowadays it seems like they get a couple of uh, name actors and the rest kind of just people who have worked, you know, and it, it just, and they're not great. They're good, but not great. I think is what I'm trying to say. Cause as an actor, I, I mean, there's occasionally bad actors and stuff, but I, I don't like to criticize too much being in the business and yeah. who knows also the who I might work with. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to do this. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, look at this as just a lot of times you, you think an actor is bad. They're not bad. They're just in the wrong character mm-hmm. and they get casted for whatever reason. Um, and, and, and that, that happens a lot. That's usually where, and then you, you see that same actor in a different role and you're like, Oh my God, they're awesome. You know, it's just, and it's tough. I mean, it's gotta be tough for actors because they want to capture the magic of lost and make La Brea the next lost. They're doing their best with the writing, with what's going on. And so I don't, I, to me, I don't like to blame the actors so much because I'm biased there, but it, it's a lot. It, it's so hard to follow a show like lost that, on a network was so amazing and was so well produced and everything was just well done. It's hard. It's hard to, tr- if you want to try to be that you, you, you have to do it right. And a few missteps will make it look cheesy. We'll make it look because our, the diehard lost fans like ourselves, we didn't forget. And it was like, Oh, cool. We remember every detail of lost pretty much. And how good that was. I mean, they had the amazing directors behind it. It just, I mean, Damon, that's all I have yep. to say. Yeah. And, and it's, and, yep. and, and I appreciate them trying to tackle something like it, but they, the, the parallels, the mirror images are, are so not, are so the same. You know, what and that's problem, where I get frustrated. You see, that, what, 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 what my problem is, is this. If what, if what they, if what lured us to Lost, and and I'm, I'll put Fringe in there too, you know, because Fringe gets lost. Law, sorry about that, but I'm bump. It does. It, it gets <laughs> it gets lost in people's minds, and a lot of people do connect it to Lost. I think you find that if you if people were uh, if you were a big fan of Lost a real big fan, you most likely watched all of Fringe and you loved Fringe too. They're very connected and uh, not only that, but have their different, but have, have similarities in, in the sense, but like they did their own thing. Yes. No, totally. Totally. I know it's not a copy of one or the other, but they, they were able to have characters you loved, you laughed Mm -hmm. with fringe was in a very funny show. It was outlandish. So good. It challenged your brain. It challenged the structure of storytelling in many ways. So we all enjoyed it. So you have these shows. If you have the two things, great characters that you can love and laugh with, right? Live, laugh, love. That's all we want out of life. That's both Solo and I have that in our kitchens, a big sign that says live, laugh, love. Um, and <laughs> But also you have... a. Um, mythology and crazy plot twists, right? But the problem Mm -hmm. with La Brea is you have one crazy plot twist in the beginning of the show and that's it. Lost had crazy plot by the fourth episode of Lost. 
John Locke could walk. There were polar bears on the island. There was smoke monsters. There were coincidences through people that you had no what what the hell is going on. There was tons of shit going on. La Brea has a bunch of animals. They they're in the past. Who gives a shit? That's it. They're in the past. They keep on talking about these other, oh, there's other places where this happened. So go there in the first episode, like churn your plot. Let's see some stuff happen. That's what, that's what annoys me is you think you're going to hook me with everything is a B story, right? There is no A story. You're going to, it's like Josh Holloway's, I have to say very bad five season alien invasion TV show where they did the same thing. <laughs> they said every episode, they talked a little bit about the aliens and their culture. And then you spent a whole episode with a kid trying to get his homework back or something. <laughs> it was like so stupid, you know? And by the time they got to the end of it, instead of making it into an alien show, they made it into an action show and they were constantly just trying to cross some, line or something so i don't know i'm i'll always give one of these shows a shot but until they figure out you either got to give me great characters or great plot i'm I'm out and just a couple of side notes more parallels mirror images you have the young kid who gets bit by one of the animals so he's got an injury like the marshal and lost <laughs> i mean right off the bat yep. except he heals no problem then, of course, the doctor, played by John Seda, he can't walk, and, and then he's wiggling his toes. I'm like, is that, I mean, can you get any more? I mean, it, it's like, it is a lost <laughs> ripoff. It's like a bad Jaws sequel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It, 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 it's, 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 but I'm going to still watch it, just because I don't know why. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I don't know why. All right, what do we got next, Solo? You pick okay. one. Okay. All right. All right, Lulu Rich. You told me to watch it. Nice. I we watched the first two. Okay. Very interesting to start off with the whole leggings thing and how I mean, you know, how the business built and how these people spent so much money to, to you know, everyone wanted these stupid, you know, two dollar leggings and all this stuff. But I gotta say, after two episodes, I'm just like I during the second episode, I was starting to get bored. Mm-hmm. They got into the family. Yeah. They got into all this and I'm getting it. Okay. I don't blame okay. you. I, I just was like, okay, what, what's happened? You know, and I think there's two more episodes left. I don't know. I haven't got to it yet. Do I keep watching? Does it change at all? Or is it just going to be the same? I mean, you know what? I'll put it to you that if you got, the, if you got it, I don't think you need to. I, I do think that it could have been an hour and a half doc instead of a four episode, four hours. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of repetition, as in all of these things these days, you know, like yeah. it's really padded and it's a lot of this, it's a lot of different people telling the same story, which a documentarian would tell you, well, hey, we have to get other sources. But when you when you have to set up every story I was just sitting at home, which they do in this, right? Like I felt community and it's like, yeah, we get it. You were lonely. You started selling shit. You started making money. You wanted more money. 
everybody knows mm-hmm. the story. So I don't think so. You probably could just skip to like the the last one or skip to like the last half hour where they kind of wrap it up a little bit. There is some interesting points. It's not as long as some of the other ones that are six, eight, ten episodes, you know? Yeah. Um, like I don't I do not think I'm gonna watch the um the the Nixium sex cult part two, I mean maybe, there's a part two. I haven't finished yeah. the first part. You don't. You're not missing anything in that. That too. was getting repetitive too. This is and now they're doing part two where where the oh, people God. who were in a cult who take absolutely no responsibility and blame everything on the leader, even though you're the one who got everyone else into the cult. This is what I right. can't stand about cults. Don't get me started. You know, my friend Derek has a great podcast, Conspirituality. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said my friend Derek's got a great cult going on, and I—that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, he's got a great cult, but it's great. And one of the things that <laughs> I love Oyster. about his pod is that it's about a, that he's in a cult. No, is that he—they um, tell you to be empathetic towards people in a cult. I have—I only have so much empathy when the people in the cult become the cult that is what it is and they're the ones bringing other people in and then they're just going to blame the one person who's the leader well you're the sucker who fell for them and i'm sorry i'm a grown adult i've never fallen for a cult so if you're an adult and you have maybe the problem is you and not the cult but that's a whole different story and they disagree with me and i know i try to have empathy but i feel the same thing about the lulu rich thing like by the end of it, there's that one woman and her husband who seem to be either drunk on meth or not in grasp <laughs> of the English language. Yeah. And, um, they are, by the end of it, they're trying so hard to get you to be angry at Lulu and, and all the people that were involved and they were taken advantage mm-hmm. of. And, and my wife and I are sitting there going like, yeah, you just admitted you kind of knew what was going on, but you didn't really say anything because you were getting a $70,000 check every month. Right. So, My thing is, real quick, with cults and Lulu Richies, um, the cult thing, I have some empathy, but it's more kind of the young, and it's mostly, I guess, young women that get sucked in by these, that like, in the Nexium thing, you have that one, she was an actress sort of trying to be an actress came in and it's really focused on her getting out. And I, I had a little empathy for her, but then I'm like, but you recruited all these people. Yes, How could you not exactly. know? And I, and I feel bad for the people that get recruited, like the young, like the women who got branded and stuff like that type of thing that I, you know, Oh my God. And it's so, so it's like, I don't just, how could you get sucked in like that? But like some people are just so lost and so vulnerable, like the daughter of the uh, actress from Falcon Crest or whatever. That's um, her. She's now solo. She is now like becoming a minor celebrity going on podcasts, going on TV, talking about her experiences. She was fucking holding the women down while they were getting brand. Like I'm, I, I just have my empathy. How could you when, like, if I'm going to be that empathetic to you, then how about I'm that empathetic to the guy who started the cult, Keith Ranieri, and say, well, he was yeah. mentally disabled or his mom hit him. 
You know, like, how can we blame him? He was a victim too. If everyone's a victim, no one has responsibility. And I know we are living in a society where we have more empathy for people. And I do. And I try to find out, I try not to judge. But there does come a personal responsibility where you do have to stand up and say, hey, I may have been a victim, but I became the perpetrator. Um, And, you know, I mean, to hold someone down to get branded, you have to say, you know what? I don't care what's going to happen to me right now. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Like we need to fight together. I mean, whatever. I but, mean, and also branded with the, Lulu, with, the with, with the, the daily DVR logo, but that was of, well, but that was different. You didn't have to hold me down. For that. No. Cufflinks like, made us me, do yeah. it, but that was a diff- well, different thing. Well, that's okay. Hey, hey, they <laughs> gave us money. Um, but with the Lulu rich thing, where was I going to go with it? I had a, had a point with the Lulu. Oh, people. I don't care how down the dumps. I know like, we just people want to make money and they want to believe in a dream. But anytime you have to give someone five thousand dollars to do something in their yeah. company, don't do it. Exactly. Don't put in your own money that way. And never buy and and and, and stockpile and try to sell. You get the orders for you know, but I know they got to do it differently in this pyramid scheme. But like, don't ever give anyone money for you to make money. I mean, there's investing. There's different ways to invest your money. But don't pay a freaking entry fee to a company because I look at it this way, like, wait a minute, if if like there was this one thing where it was like I, I my an old girlfriend of mine brought me to this seminar and it pretty much was like mentioned in Rich Dad, Dad, Poor Dad book. And it was basically you go there and basically they try to sell you this shitty computer like it was like 2000. So it was like. Oh, you can go online. You can sell whatever you want. It was like the beginning stages of that. And all you have to do is pay monthly and you can, you know, do this and do that. Then my thought was, okay, if this is so profitable, why are you up there telling us to do it? And why aren't you doing it? Why, why are these people working for this company yes, and not doing it? It's about signing up like, new people. Yeah. And, and, and I got sucked into it and they get you there at the table and I mean, I got sucked in. I was young. I didn't know. And it was like 90 bucks a month, you know, and it, yeah, it's it like was like for what? Solo. I got sucked into yeah. one of those too when I was before I was in college. And I think I gave I closed my bank ac- or something. Well, what happened was I closed my bank account was like, screw that. I'm not giving them. The collectors were calling me, scaring me because what they do is they you sign a lease in California. They sell it to a company in Massachusetts. They put a lien on you and they give you a court date. And most people can't go to Massachusetts. So it, it was like you get screwed. But then some group got together and basically sued them and it became they, they got screwed for for it. And then my you know lien was taken off and all that. But it was like I was young. I didn't know the internet was just starting. I was like, I'm leasing this computer, and the thing was a piece of crap. Like, but I didn't know. I they made it look so good, and and, and that you could sell things. I'm thinking of all the things I could sell online, like start a company, and and you're like, all right. But then after thinking about it, you're like, oh my god, I got sucked into this bullshit. Yeah, and you know, so it did happen to me. But I got out. I got out. You would have got. That's the thing I was gonna say, Solo. Even if you ended up making a bunch of money, and then you realized that other people weren't. You are an adult, and even if you had made money at the end, you would have been like, hell, I was making money. That's what annoys me about these documentaries is they're so invested in 
they're not really they're not journalistic documentaries they're entertainment documentaries Mm -hmm. they're not interested in telling you a full story they're interested in telling you this is a bad guy here's all the bad stuff the bad guy did don't you feel good for not being the bad guy these people realize they were bad you can realize people are bad in your life too and be the hero or something and I just need to see one of these docs where the people interviewing are like, I did, I'm just as bad as them. I'm really just as bad yep. as them. And I want to see that because th- we're reaching like a point of overflow with these type of docs. And especially with the internet, when there's tons of crazy cults and beliefs and weird things going on that. I, I would like to see some people take responsibility for their actions and not just blame the big bad person at the head of it. Um, but the Lulu Rich one is fun. Actually, we started watching another one. Real quick, oh. real quick, I just want to say before you go on the other. Uh-huh. And, and one of the things in that thing I signed up for was they're like, you get 500 bucks for every person you sign up. Within like five days, I knew it was or a week. I knew it was a thing. I, I and I could have easily been like, screw it. I'm going to, I got screwed. I'm going to get people. And I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm not bringing other people into this to screw in their financial lives and whatever. And so that that's where I stopped. I didn't get sucked into the cult the whole way. Yeah. I don't have to talk about much about this one. Actually, it's funny. It's called the way down. Um, it's about this oh. thing called the remnant fellowship. And it was basically just you know, a church that was for weight loss and it turned into a big cult and blah, blah, blah. And it's the same shit. And I don't know how many episodes it is, but honestly, you only need to watch the first 15 minutes of it and then you can shut it off because (laughs) it's the same shit. It's like a bunch of people. And also I had a hard time understanding the difference between their religion and when it became a cult and I'm not trying, I don't want to get into a whole discussion about cults and religion. And I know people have beliefs, but when you set out to make a documentary that is about a very small or specific religious belief or group, and then it also has some weight loss in it for those of us that are not regularly in a church or a or a group like that, I didn't really see much of a difference between telling someone that, you know, you, this is the way God wants the world to be, or God wants you to be thin. I don't really see a difference. And I found this documentary to be another one where it was a bunch of people talking about how awful the creator of the cult was. And then it was like, they were part of it for 15 years. It's like, if you were part of it for 15 years, you have some responsibility here. (laughs) Well, and there's, and I got to believe, I got to believe the people that get recruited and stay there for 15 years, the people recruiting have to see something in them to know they'll stick around and commit. And, you know, it's not just every, because not everyone would, is going to do that. And, you know, so there's something where in life you're just, you're not happy you're, or you're mentally, there's all different traits of Definitely. why, you, you know, 
you know, you've been abandoned by your family and it's tough. Cause, and that's what I hate that they prey on the people who are looking for something to latch on to and they get them at the right time and they ruin their lives. But then you get the people that you got to know. That's why I guess when it happened in the past, like the sixties and seventies, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's kind of new and you don't have the information that you, uh, you have now. So you, you know, someone's really nice to you. You come from a, a battered home. All of a sudden you have friends. I could understand how you could get sucked in nowadays. It just, to me, seems like with everything that's out there, all the information and the 80,000 cults that have happened and all this stuff, how do you not see it now? Like I understand it in the seventies, if you're a lonely child and your parents are drunks and you have no friends and you're being abused, you're just looking, you need, you're looking for some sort of family or some, some friends. I, it, it, to me, I can justify it more why people would join a group like that and get sucked in and then they don't want to disappoint them and all that. But nowadays with all that's out there, I, that I don't get, but you know, again, I I don't want to, I'm not trying to judge people. I'm not trying to, everyone's situation's different and all that, I guess, you know, I'm just talking from my perspective and what yeah. my, you know, what I kind of think. So I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. I'm just saying it just my perspective. I just don't, I, I don't understand how people get sucked in now with all that's out there, a former cults. How do you not see the same traits? You know, so anyway, I know that's we why should, let's talk happy. They need what they need <clears throat> to do to satisfy us solo is they need to have a documentary that is basically called cults. How do they work? Why do you, why should you feel bad? Like have a whole episode called why should you be empathetic towards someone who was in a cult for 15 years and recruited 150 people to it? And let's I think let's, that's our next project. Buddy. That's it, baby. We got to do we got to do that one. We got to do our Dahmer years. Once nice. I get some more clout in Hollywood, we're going to bring you on as showrunner and we're going to do the Dahmer years. I like it. I like it. And show show these shows how it's done. All right. What do you got next? You got anything else? I do. I mean, I could go on forever. So uh, real quick, I'm going to do two real quicks and then I have one. Uh, two. Okay. I, uh, me and Reynard have been watching Ghosts, that new comedy on oh, CBS. Nice. I'm so glad because I really is it. How is it? I wanted to. It's I fun. Getting okay. it's fun. Good. We Good. we just we watched so many serial killer drama yeah. and all that that we just needed a show to make us laugh because Mom's off the air, Big Bang's off the air. There hasn't been a lot of sitcoms that we liked, and Ghosts it was different. And I just I I, I like it. I mean I don't know how far it can go. But it's a turn your brain off, just laugh, and it's kind of funny. And the, and the actors are pretty funny. There's a lot of actors I've never recognized before, but you could tell they either have theater or or, or improv experience because they they really, uh, it's really good. It's fun. It's fun. I don't know how long I'm gonna have fun with it, but you know I'll, I'll keep watching it because I, I enjoy it. It's just 22 minutes, and and you get it. it's pretty good. Um, one show I am sucked into. I guess it's like my Melrose Place, but it's a little more that that show Big Sky. I uh, I you know I watched I liked the first season, but the second season I think is even better. Um, it's just it's just I don't know. I like I like the characters. I like that really the it's really like three strong female leads or two strong and then some supporting. But I kind of I, I really like Catherine Winnick, a big fan of hers, 
and I don't know. It's just kind of one of those, you know, shows that I dig. Uh, CSI Vegas came back, watched the first episode. I stopped after when William Peterson left. I kind of stopped the original series. I saw some of the Lawrence Fishburne stuff. And then when Ted Danson came on, I, I never saw those episodes. Um, my buddy, Abby, uh, Abby Trevetti, who was actually in Star City Murders uh, as a medical examiner. He in episode five, I think it's first week in November, he's going to be on. He's got a big guest star and he's got scenes with William Peterson and Georgia Fox. Uh, so if you're watching it, look out for him. Uh, but um, it, the first episode wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. Um, Georgia Fox doesn't age. She looks great. William Peterson, love him. Um, it, it, it You know, it is what it is. I, I've only watched the first episode, but I'll probably keep watching it because I don't actually have many current shows that i'm really watching of course i love law and order svu keeps getting better law and order organized crime with uh, chris maloney back that's been really good so i've been enjoying that and we're halfway through season two a 24 rewatch my nice. god follow there i am so sucked into jack i'm all, all i just watch the show and i'm like jack i just start saying the jack's name just because I love him, I love Jack Bauer. Watch that again, man. I... Dude, I'm telling you, I know this. You know, that's the thing. There's so much I want to see, but like, we got Hulu, and I was like, oh, they have all the 24s. Let's just, you know, watch the first. Season. Now we're just hooked, and we only watch it when we know we can watch more than like two episodes. Yeah, because if we, we can't just watch one, and I just, uh, it's bringing back so many memories for me, Axel, and I, I just, I, I forgot how much I love the show so much. So I'm glad Jack Bauer's back in my life and he'll be back in my life for at least another couple of years. Uh, and the last thing I have, so I finally watched Black Widow. Okay. The uh, Marvel movie. All right. Uh, have you seen it? Have yes, you seen I have. It? Okay. <sighs> I wanted to love it. And there's definitely, I love the fight sequence on the bridge. I love certain things about it. Love David Harbour. He's fantastic. I just felt that, I mean, we kind of seen it before. I guess if you watch the Americans, you've watched the film Red Sparrow, different things, the whole young girl being trained as a Russian assassin, all that stuff. We've kind of seen that. And I was really disappointed in the movie that all that young stuff was just in the credits. So, and I just felt Scarlett Johansson's character, it just, she didn't, it just felt like she didn't do much. Her sister was funny and cool, and I liked her. I just felt like like her character in this was kind of just blah, and I was that I was disappointed with. Um, and I mean, again, I wanted to love the movie. I thought it was shot well, and I, there was again two or three sequences I really liked, but I was really disappointed in. I felt we were going to get more focused on Black Widow and her really her backstory. But I think the reason why they do that, if you do half the movie about her young, you get no Scarlett Johansson in the movie. So that's probably why. Um, that's just my, my quick thoughts on it. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on black widow? Um, you know, I liked it. I think it's one of the minor Marvel movies. (laughs) Um, I think in many ways they were just trying to put out a movie with her. Um, I think that they wanted, I talked a little bit this about this on the pod when it first came out, I think I did a little review and I just said, I mean, this really feels like 
quite frankly, they weren't sure that a female fronted Marvel movie was going to work. They should have made this like eight years ago. I mean, this should have been one of the first well, movies yeah. they made, you know? Yeah, and I exactly. think it was only after Captain Marvel and um, just seeing the success of that, uh, other films too that they had uh, in, in TV shows too, WandaVision. So it was okay. I like David Harbour in it. I mean, the best part of it f was Frances Pugh, if that's the way you're... I, I mean, I'm kind of in love with her. I think not only is she gorgeous, but she can do... Oh, anything. she was great. She's funny. Yeah. She can do action. Uh, she stole the show. Oh, I mean... I mean, yeah, a hundred times over. Yep. Like, I, I was so into it because of her. I'm like, she's great. Didn't her and Scarlett not get along on I mean, set? Did you hear about that? I don't know. I mean, isn't it typical yeah. whenever you get, it's like the rock and Vin, Di Vin Diesel, this, and you know, like Hollywood loves to play up either a, a, a dog fight or a cat fight, as they say, you know, I mean, it's the, yeah, that's true. I don't know that's if true. they got, a, I could, there was a lot, I mean, you had the whole lawsuit afterwards. So there was some issues, I guess, Scarlett Johansson had with Disney, which it doesn't seem to have any issues any longer after they gave her like $40 million. And she's already signed up to do like three more Disney movies. So everyone who was yeah, like, she's really taking it to Disney doesn't understand how Hollywood actually works. This was agents yeah. suing Disney because they were upset. She had little to do with it. But, um, you know, I, I think it was, it was okay. I mean... I'm looking forward to, I have not seen um, Shang-Chi or I know the Eternals is coming up. I saw Rob the, Stark. Yeah. I saw the preview for um, the uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, he, what does he play? Hawkeye and he's. Hawkeye. Yeah. What are they doing? They're refurbishing old houses in New England, I think is what they're doing or. Or is he singing songs? Oh, wait, no, that's what he does in Oh, his wait, but that's life. his real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Look, hey, Jeremy from Modesto. Renner. What are you going to... By the way, Solo, live on the air, I want to ask you. Oh. Gina and I are covering American Crime Story. It's going to end in three episodes. I think you and I should consider covering the Kyle Chandler, Jeremy yes. Renner, the I, show. Yes, yes. I was going to suggest that. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm not watching the impeachment show. I just, I, I, it was like a bunch on my DVR and I'm just like, you know what? I'll, I'll just listen to Axel and Gina talk about it. I'm good with that. But no, a buddy of mine got, you know, got Paramount plus, And so I got access. Um, so I am, I am so ready for that. So we're covering that show. We're covering it, baby. Okay. I'm going to check out when it's coming out, how we can do it. I have Paramount Plus 2. Um, I have it for free because they forgot to oh, that's stop right. my trial to a year and a half ago. Um, so let's see what, what like, I think that comes out in like middle November, November or 8th or something. Or okay. It's around when Yellowstone comes out. All right. Let's see what we can do. Let's let's try to work it out because Jeremy yeah. Renner is one of the most fascinating, weird, delightful people. I mean, just who would have ever thought he would have won Best Actor and become such a big star? And then he ends up in the in Hawkeye in such a thankless role. And this TV series looks to be the most fun Marvel TV series yet. 
it's like it looks like they basically took the spirit of Die Hard, Hollow like a Die Hard Christmas, and made it mm-hmm. into a series. And I think it's going to be fantastic. So that's going to be fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to the Kyle Chant. This that looks Mayor, like... mayor of East. Oh no, Mayor of Kingstone. Yeah, baby, I'm ready. Not and not Mayor Mayor. <laughs> mayor <laughs> mayor um it, yeah dude i'm i'm so excited for this because it's all right it's mine hunter like true detective ish yeah. like kind of vibe and you know mayor of east town and that's yeah that's my number one uh genre for I, me i think uh, if there's so. one actor that i could interview because you know on this podcast i've done some interviews but i've never really tried to get like people to come on and I've done a couple here and there. You had your friend, Chris Sparling, come on. I could talk. We've talked to each other about experiences, but I just, I would love to talk to Jeremy Renner. Cause I just, I really, I mean, if you haven't seen his music videos yet for his, uh, pop rock album that he did, you really got to check him out on YouTube because when he does something, he, he just, he, the Renner does it, you know? The Renner does it. He just, That's a new pod. He goes. The Renner for it, does man. it. Yeah, the Renner. Uh, so I don't know. You know, it's fu- it's funny because when I was back in the day doing Ocean Seven Eleven, uh, one of one of the castmates. The episode these episodes never air, but the actress Jess Mc- Jess McCallum, DC Stars of Tomorrow, a uh, bunch of other shows. She her first role. We gave her her first role, and she was dating Jeremy Renner at the time. So I got some insight on his career in early, like, cause we, we were commuting one day and we were talking and just, I really got a new respect for him getting like some of the inside scoop about him, you know, just, you know, nothing deep, deep, but just like with his career and how he is. And it was really fascinating. And so I just really, um, I'm a huge fan and I, I respect, you know, the stuff he went through and, uh, you know, just kind of like his work ethic and all that stuff is because I mean, I mean, they're not together anymore, of course, but she, I mean, she just said good things about him and just was like, you know, it's a good dude. You know, he works hard and the Renner, he you know, does, and, he, I, and I love him. He works hard, man. He's a, yeah, I fucking, Jesus. Yeah. He's, I mean, a lot of these actors are oh my God, uh, you know, he's hey, you get, <laughs> you know, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just uh, keep it at that. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's see. Walk hard. Walk oh, hard. Let's see. What else? Do oh, we... hey, something else we'd like to bring up before okay. um, we go is Only Murders in the Building. Have you been watching it? Oh, not yet, but it keeps popping up when I we go to watch 24. <laughs> I would say I just watched the season finale last night. It is fantastic. It definitely, well, the first episode kind of sets up a season two, but it def, it it sets up a season two. Uh, you could listen to our great friends over at the Double P Podcast Network. They've been covering yeah, it baby. on YouTube and on the podcast and having so much fun listening to Bubba and anyone else who appears, perhaps even Matt <laughs> sometimes. Um and uh, just a great show. I have to give kudos to that. I have to shout out our friend Michael Aaron, um, who for some reason beyond I don't understand does not like Martin Short or Steve Martin. I, <laughs> I don't know why. You know, look, 
when you go out in the world, you find out that there are groups of people who don't like other people and some people, and there has been, and I found this on the internet. I found that, and, and so, and I think one of Michael's uh, friends too, and I found other people too. Cause I was like, is this only them? And I went out looking on the internet and kind of like Googling, like Steve Martin isn't funny or Martin short isn't. And there are people who have thought for many years that these guys just aren't funny. The kind of old Saturday night live guys, I am not mm-hmm. one of them. I love Martin Short. I love Steve Martin. I grew up with Steve Martin. I don't think he's funny because I grew up with him. I think he's funny because he's funny. He's These guys are professionals. They remind me of the old Borscht Belt comics. The, Martin Short, to me, is my favorite all-time comedian. Oh, I wow. think he's funnier. He is... That man could just look at me and I would laugh. I go back to his I, Martin Short, Takes Hollywood special on HBO. Anyone who remembers Der Bingle, his dog. I mean, just some of the funniest shit ever. And I just had to go on a little rant of how much I love. I love Steve Martin, but particularly, I think Martin Short is one of the funniest people that has ever lived. And I just, I, I, I think Clifford is one of the greatest comedic films ever made. I, I'm a huge Martin Short fan. That's good. That's all I got. I, <laughs> that's, that's it. Okay. That's it. I, okay. I, let's just say, I'm going to just say this. I understand why people don't think they're funny. Yeah. I understand why people think they're funny. I'm somewhere in between, to be honest. Okay. My my, I'm a tough human. When it comes to humor, it, I'm very, ah, it's hit or miss with me. Like growing up, I was a little young for the early Saturday Night Live. I'm a big Belushi and Ackroyd fan. Uh, Chevy Chase. I'm kind of, you know, I mean, I love National Lampoons and Fletch and stuff, but not a huge Steve Martin, Martin Short. I mean, I love Three Amigos, and um, I'm not a huge Martin Short fan, but I appreciate him. Uh, Steve Martin, because not only comedy, he's he's a fascinating human being. Just his mind. So I'll always be a Steve Martin fan. I mean, I never was a. I'm a huge Bill. Bill Murray's my guy. Bill Murray's a guy who could sit on a couch and I start laughing. I'm just you know, to me, for me, it's Bill Murray. Uh, for a comedic actor, not necessarily stand up, um, you know, but Steve Martin, I respect so much. Martin Short, I, I wasn't exposed to him too much, but I can't wait to see this show because I have a feeling that I am going to really like this show and really like them because I do. I just never fell in love with mm. the, that generation of comedic actors. I mean, I go back and watch some of the old Saturday Night Lives, and actually, I, I get why it's f- funny, but it's 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 outdated for younger people. Like the fishomatic with Dan Aykroyd putting a fish into a blender. Like a lot of people are gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" But at the time, that was you know whatever. That skit was pretty funny. But so me and you, I think too, we can relate to decades of comedy because we're in our mid forties versus maybe someone younger who's 29 or 30 that missed a lot. You know, I wasn't a big Adam Sandler fan. 
And that was like prime time in college. I just, I'm weird with comedy. I think the British comedy is where I really, I mean, I never got into Monty Python, but I love British comedy. The dry humor. Benny Hill, I thought was funny at a young age. And that's weird because you you shouldn't get solo. We laugh at something, a thought that makes you laugh, you know, like a mind puzzle or like a, an absurdity or pointing something. I, we have the same sense. Yeah. I'm not one. My son sits here watching these YouTube videos where they're like, Oh my God, my butt's on fire. And like South Park stuff like this just doesn't make me laugh. Um, I was never, I was never a huge fan of rapid fire comedy shows like the Simpsons, 30 rock. I appreciate them. I'm not saying they're bad. They have made me laugh. (laughs) But it's not, it doesn't, I wouldn't settle in to laugh at that. Um, I've always enjoyed either stuff with a heart or a mind. Um, like a community made me laugh because it was sweet. Yes, you know? community made Family ties made me laugh. Yes. yes. Tons. And that of course, Three's Company. Humor. Yeah. Yeah. The family ties, I, I think, is one of the best written sitcoms ever. And, you know, Taxi's another good one. But I never really got really into taxi it was a little before my time i was more you know cosby oh, show family so sarcastic ties taxi yeah yeah watching it now i actually catch a few here and there i'm like oh my god this is brilliant and it and it and it stands the test of time actually it doesn't feel like a 70s comedy a lot of the time it's just pure genius humor but yeah i you know it's funny i gotta i gotta do a deep dive into my comedic head because i'm trying you know i gotta figure out because where I know drama and action and all that other stuff, comedy, I'm just all over the map. Like I love the office. The office to me was one of the funniest show, you know? So like, I'm, I'm actually talking now, I'm starting to realize what my humor is, but you know, but with the Simpsons, I, you know, South Park, I never really watched them, but you know, there's things on the Simpsons. I, I like when I've seen and different things, but I've never got sucked in, uh, you know, to, I guess, a comedy show post late nineties, as much as, you know, like mom and big bang. I enjoy big bang. I can only take so much of mom was a show. I really liked though that I really liked that humor. Allison Janney, I thought was freaking brilliant on that show, but I digress. Um, So I understand, you know, everyone has an opinion. It's tough because you got guys like Steve Martin, Martin Short, who are legends. And when someone's like, yeah, they're not funny. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It, but it, it but, goes to show people have very different types of humor. But then again, right, right. Michael and I enjoy a lot of the same stuff otherwise, you know, and, you know, we're both really getting into a lot of people have not really taken to foundation. Have you watched foundation on Apple TV plus? No, I haven't. Axel. Great, great sci-fi show. But very, uh, I don't know. It doesn't. It's. It, it, it. I get. I guess some people would. I don't think it's meandering. It just has a convoluted plot structure, and it has turned a lot of people off because they'll dedicate mm. whole episodes to like one character very early in the series. Right. And for right. me, I enjoy it because it's telling a sprawling sci-fi story, but other people are kind of turned off by it. Um. Well, listen, I do got to get going because the kid's about yeah. to come home and make a lot of noise. Whoa. We've been talking for He's a while. Locke's going to come home and watch La Brea. <laughs> Before <laughs> we go, I just wanted to ask you, 
Did you have an opportunity to watch either the Batman or the Flash trailer coming out of the big DC FanDome 2021 that they had last weekend? I didn't know the Flash trailer was out. I have to watch that. I did see the new Batman trailer. Okay. I have to admit something to you, Axel. Yeah. When it was announced Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, you were like, great choice. You were so for it. I was so against it. Okay. I was, when Heath Ledger was announced as Joker, I was so against it. I was wrong. Daniel Craig is Bond. I was wrong. Like, I just, I guess I couldn't see, well, the, you know, and I'm, and with Robert Pattinson, I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong again. He looks awesome. I mean, I think he's going to be freaking great. Oh my God. Yeah. That second trailer, I'm like, oh, and Jeffrey Wright as freaking Gordon. Like, I just, I, I don't know as a whole how good the movie's going to be just from the trailer. Cause I'm a, I'm a Batman snob. Uh, it's my favorite superhero and I'm very like careful to latch on. But like when I saw the trailer for Batman begins and I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be like a real movie, not Batman, like Batman forever. Oh my God. This one, I have a feeling is going to be freaking awesome. Just what I've seen. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right there. But, uh, um, Man, uh, I, th- I think I'm wrong about Robert Pattinson. He's going to be great. Well, it's funny because we have now gone the opposite way. I'll tell you, oh, I'll tell no. you what. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I still love Pattinson in the role because I think he is an amazing actor. I think it is really ironic that those horrible Twilight movies spawn two of the best actors what, I don't know if we say actors, actresses, and whatever they are, people who perform on screen, performers <laughs> of the of their generation, because Kristen Stewart is an outstanding actress, um, and Robert Pattinson is an outstanding actor, and they have both made extremely ballsy, interesting, intelligent, creative choices in the movies they have chosen post their huge stardom and especially I feel bad for Kristen Stewart. Like she had an affair with the snow white guy plus the uh, thing with Pat, like then she, you know, I mean, it's just, everything is like page six with her. It's sad, but it, it, it overshadows her ability. Long story short. I love the first trailer. I love Batman. Batman is my favorite superhero. I love DC comics. I was never a Marvel fan growing up. I was a DC guy. I collected Batman. I love Batman. I know all the Batman stories. I know all the flash stories. I love the flash too. I thought that they were doing the, I think it's, I have come to think that it's just the trailer that turned me off. I'm hopeful for the film. There was too much Zoe Kravitz. There was too much young love in it for me and and yelling and darkness. It's that dark blue gray that DC has adapted, adopted from Zack Snyder's movies. I'm not a fan of. I wish that they would bring in a new artistic vision 
that had a better color palette or maybe the CGI mm. looked a little better to me, but it just seemed that same kind of thing. I, for me, I, my favorite Batman is the detective comics, Batman. He's the mm -hmm. smartest guy in the world. Batman's superpower is his brain and his mm -hmm. training. And if, right. and that's what I want to see from this movie. And you get to see a little bit. I watched a trailer a couple more times and I said, okay, I'm seeing it now. He's got the board like mine hunter with the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. doing detective stuff. The Batmobile is just an old souped up Chevy or something, you know, um, I'm, I'm digging it. I think the trailer just turned me off because it was made for maybe a different crowd or maybe it was made right, for right. a different feeling. So I'm maybe it was made for that crowd that it premiered at. Yeah, you know? exactly. To get people hype and I'm not a hype person, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. leave that alone. I just hope it's good. I hope it's good. I think like, it's it looks be good. good. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I hope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catapult off your positivity and other people telling me I'm wrong. to change Because now I'm turning opinion. back. After that, I'm like, oh, crap. What if he is a crappy Batman? Yeah, I don't know. Just, I was getting a little scared that this whole thing is going to be about Cat. And I, I'm not a fan of Catwoman. I wasn't a fan mm -hmm. of Catwoman in the comic. I just don't think it was ever done right. Um she just is Lee Merriweather, best Catwoman ever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, the Flash one, I was only disappointed because the whole thing was Michael Keaton. Um, it's just like the Michael Keaton. I love Batman Michael voice. Keaton, though. I love Michael Keaton. I love him too, but I got, I think that I fell victim to my own thing I complain about, which is old dudes holding on to stories from their youth. Because I just love Flashpoint mm. and I love the alternate multiverses of Flash. And I know that can they this, fix DC with that. I think they like can. this movie. Can, can this movie fix that? Like, I think I they know, can. Yeah, I really think they I can. I hope to God because, because they have ruined it. It's the same thing. <laughs> but Marvel and DC are doing the same thing. Whereas Marvel came to it after years of investment in stories and, and yeah. through Ant-Man and through the blip. And now they're getting to the multiverse. Whereas DC is just like, hey, we fucked up. Let's introduce a multiverse so we can write off all those other movies and start again. And <sighs> But I think it's going to be a fun movie. But again, they both looked exactly the same. Like if you put, if you ran those trailers side by side. You think it, it's the same movie? <laughs> it's just the same dull colors the same bad yeah. cgi and i'm just it's you know they just haven't really got it yet that they need to really retool the whole artistic and the all the production design but um suffice to say my attitude on both of them has come more positive than when i initially was r really kind of unimpressed when they initially premiered and, you know, I, I feel a little bad for DC and I feel a little bad for fans of the DC comics because I think when we were younger, I think it was generally known that DC was better than Marvel. That was pretty much what, I mean, I know it amongst my friends who were comic book nerds and when I went to comic book shows the general thought was that Marvel would basically do anything to sell a comic 
and DC was like hardcore, dark, real adult stories, you know? Right, right, um, right. But that's harder to translate to a screen when you've got a bunch of people in costumes. It's hard to take Batman seriously when he's Ben Affleck. You know, it's like, where's yeah. Jerry, dude? Like, I just can't take I just, you seriously. I just, you almost, I, I know it's not the right, you almost need someone not as recognizable yeah. or it's, it's, it's the, again, comes down to casting. I, you know, I got too cutesy in the nineties when after Michael Keaton, then it's like, Oh, I'm going to bring in Val Kilmer. Oh, George Clooney. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, we don't need a different. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, you the know? only way that they could save the DC universe is only one man who could play Batman. You, you, Heath Solo, you. Oh God. I'd be fat man. Let, let me hear you say I'm Batman. Come on. Let me hear it. Okay, give me a, what are you? Okay, okay. And I'll say, <gasps> what are you? I'm Batman. Nice. I like it, man. <laughs> it was quick. It was low. I like I'm it. Batman. All right. I'm Batman, well. motherfucker. I could be the Italian mobster Batman. Hey, go. what are you? I'm fucking hey, Batman. It's eh? Batman. Hey, <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Batman. Hey. Hey, what the fuck are you? What's that? Chicago pizza? Hey, what the ruckus? <laughs> what the ruckus? <laughs> Forget about it. Um, All right. Well, oh, there was also a rumor, actually, that um, they say it started online, but I always doubt these things because I think that the companies start them, that they're trying to follow up the Batman with a, a sequel where Kristen Stewart will play the Joker and they'll bring and they'll like reunite them on the screen Oh, God, help us all. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people might get annoyed at that, but I I honestly um, think that she could do a great job in anything she does. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll say I'll admit when I'm wrong, <laughs> but I'm out. I'll admit when I'm out. I don't know. I'm kind of I kind of have a crush on her. I think she's I don't know. She just kind of turned it or the way she has handled herself through all her craziness well, you know, young actress, super famous. Yeah. Social life is on your set in Hollywood parties. It's tough at a young age not to get involved. Definitely. But, you know, I get, you know, there I can empathize because being a starlet myself. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> hey, listen. But I, when we were we got to go. We got to watch La Brea. I know. When I know. we were running out, what was that called? What was our group called with Leo and Toby Maguire, the pound cra- crowd or something? What were they called again? The what? Well, you know, back. I don't in the, remember. Oh, back we in had the nineties. Rat, rat Pack, Brat Pack. Yeah, Brat then, Pack. No, they were the. Um, oh, I don't pound. know. It was something like. Um, oh, it may have been a bad. It may have been a. It may have been a non-flattering female descriptive uh, that it is. Probably, probably. But they were. It was Toby Maguire, Leo DiCaprio. Um, I think it was actually like Kevin Dillon or something. There was somebody crazy who was in that group. That's Johnny drama. Um, actually, I just, I just speaking of cougars uh, and not those kind of cougars, the 24 episode is right. I'm at in season two when they go in the bunker and Kevin, Johnny drama brings oh, uh, Alicia yeah. Cuthbert uh, into the, the bunker. Anyway, yeah, that was, but they had, they had a, uh, they had a crew back in the day. Leo, yeah, you know, they were run around Manhattan and 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 also Hollywood. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's this is all 
like page six gossip stuff. And I, I'm never one to bring that to the theater or to the watching a film. I try to, I understand that that's, that's honestly the business aspect of things. That's keeping your name out there, you know? And, you know, I mean, 99% of the time you see a paparazzi picture, the person called them and told them they were going to be there. We all know the deal now, but I have to say that what I'm impressed at is both her and Pattison's ability to choose roles because they really have gone for it. And even even her silly underwater action movie she did. Dude, I liked it. That was one of my like three favorite pandemic movies. That one, The Hunt or Hunt and Invisible Man. Those three movies I love. I love to, oh, actually the underwater movie, I got confused at the end. I didn't kind of know what's happened. Couldn't visually see what the hell was going on. And I got a little confused at the end. Yeah, whatever. It was underwater. I'm <laughs> rain, water. I'm in. Something happened. I don't know. Yeah, but she was great in it. Was... There was a lot of physicality yeah, in that. Yeah, I like. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a big fan as well. There we go. See, uh, we got it. We got. We're all. But not as the Joker, this. and not as the Joker. Okay, all right. She can be like one of the female, other uh, female bad girls or whatever. Um, yeah. she. I mean, she wouldn't take the role, but she'd be a good. Uh, uh, Katie Holmes and Jillian Hall. Oh, there, what yeah. was the character? Selena, right? Wasn't no Selena. Oh, Selena's no, Selena Kyle is Catwoman. No, uh, Rachel Dawes. Rachel Dawes. Oh. Yeah, her his childhood. His love. girl. Yeah, his old girlfriend who turned Rachel, out to be a lawyer like, and stuff. But yeah. she wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't play that role. You know, yeah. it's just probably not like worth it for her. But anyway, you know what? What do I know? That oh hey I got I literally have three minutes before the kid dude Labrea Labrea. LeBray is going to erase if you don't end this pod. This is the last one. Have you watched any of Why the Last Man? Not yet, no. You told me about it last pod. Uh, Why I haven't watched it, I don't know why. Uh, Hopefully, one of these days that end in a why, I'll watch it. Okay, well, it has already been canceled, so. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Hey, but real quick, (laughs) before LeBray gets erased, so our boy... uh, uh, was it John Raymond James, the actor in Terriers alongside yes. Donald Logue? He's been, he popped up in Big Sky last season. He's on Law and Order Organized Crime. Like, I he, I always liked him since Terriers because he remind me of Mickey Rourke, a young Mickey Rourke. And he popped up in Walking Dead and he's been a, in a ton of stuff. I just, I just, that guy I wish would get his own series. I love that dude. Like, he needs, to get his own series that dude is awesome he's transformed he gained weight he's back you know he looks you know back down trim he goes all he's such a good actor and there's a reason why he's on all these shows because he is but i need he needs to be in something huge <laughs> just want to throw that out there <laughs> i i love it when a person like that after we've seen him on stuff he was on a popular show and then he starts getting regular roles you're like good for him you know, sometimes things yeah. just hit, and I say, "Good for him." Now, for me, yeah, he's playing like an Albanian mobster right now. I love it, and 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 he's like, he's just so good. And I'm like, you know what? Star City hits. When we go to the next one. Like, I gotta get it. I gotta get him. That's what I'm get saying. him in a movie. That's I gotta get I'm him saying, in a movie. Yeah. He's freaking great. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's. Anyway. That's it. I'm done. You done? That's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bill Kaba. Good night, Saigon. All right. We love you, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.
that's it, baby. <laughs>